Welcome, beautiful soul, to the Stars Are Calling You podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Lee Lantieri, an ITA energy medicine practitioner, holistic counselor, intuitive empath, and spiritual writer, here to bridge the gap between science and spirituality. In this space, we deep dive every week into topics designed to help you align with your true and highest self, raise your frequency and vibration, learn the tools to help you self-heal, rewire your subconscious mind, transform your mindsets, and co-create the life of your dreams. I believe the stars have called you to this podcast for a reason. Let's dive in and find out why. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome or welcome back to the Stars Are Calling You podcast. Today, I am so excited because I will be talking about my all-time favorite topic in the entire world, something that has completely changed my life the more I use it, changes my clients' lives, and something that I've even built an entire program around, and that is mindfulness. This practice, this technique, this alignment is something that has immense benefits on your mind, your body, your soul, and yes, your ability to manifest. And so in today's episode, I want to talk about what mindfulness really is, the main benefits of mindfulness, and how you can use mindfulness to co-create with the universe and to align with your highest self. I have heard about mindfulness before, but my first experience with actually trying it was in 2018 when I saw someone to help me with my anxiety, to help me with my overthinking and all of the physical effects that was happening from my, you know, mental chaos. And at first I thought, this is so freaking stupid. (laughs) I know, now it's like the best thing in the whole world to me, but at first I was like, come on. I know the power of meditation and I know the power of energy work, but really? I can get these effects from just being mindful? It didn't really make sense to me how it was supposed to be helpful. And this was before it was super normal and before it was talked about all over social media, before TikTok psychologists were a thing. And so I did it, and it was through experiencing the dramatic effects of mindfulness that I was like, okay, this is legit, and I will be doing this until the day I die. Now, that was five years ago now, and since then, I've been trained in multiple modalities. Multiple energy work meditation experiences have had happened to me, and I'm still coming back to mindfulness. I'm telling you this right now, self-development work, spiritual growth, all of that, it does not need to be complicated. Actually, the simpler your practices and the simpler your intentions, the more magnified everything actually is. It's when we get too much in our cognitive brain and we try to make things more complicated that it's not as effective. And so coming back to these basic practices over and over and over again is not silly, it's not lazy, it's not counterproductive, it's the complete opposite of all of that. It is probably the most effective thing you can do for your own self-development work. So let's dive right in now and talk about what really is mindfulness. We hear about it all the time, it's on a lot of different platforms, but what is it really? And so the APA definition 
of mindfulness is consciously paying attention. So paying attention on purpose to the present moment, non-judgmentally. And so you can break that definition down into three key aspects. And that is intention, attention, and attitude. So going back to that definition, your intention is choosing to cultivate your awareness. So consciously paying attention. And then the second aspect is attention, which is to the present moment, sensations, and thoughts. And then the third aspect of mindfulness is attitude. That's how you show up to the practice. And that is being kind, curious, and non-judgmental. So mindfulness is bringing your awareness to the internal and external surroundings. Doing so from a place of neutrality and non-judgment. And doing this consciously. And according to the APA, Mindfulness can help people avoid destructive or automatic habits and responses by helping them learn to observe their thoughts, emotions, and other present moment experiences without judging or reacting to them. And so I say this definition for a few reasons, and one of them being the non-reaction. Non-reaction without resistance. Simply observing. Now, I want to share a little fable with you, one that you might have already heard before, one that I've probably mentioned before, but it's something that speaks so truly to this. This sensation of non-resistance and this sensation of mindfulness, truly being in the moment without thinking about the future or the past. So, the fable goes like this. There was an old Chinese farmer who lived in a country village and he and his son worked the fields with their horse. One day, the horse ran away to the hills, and the village people came to the old man to offer sympathy. They said, It is such an unlucky thing that your horse has run off. The old man simply replied, Maybe. One week later, the old man's horse returned and brought with it several wild stallions. All the people from the village came to the old man, saying, It is such a lucky thing. The old man replied, Maybe. The next day, the old man's son tried to tame one of the wild horses and was thrown off and broke his leg. Again, the villagers came. What an unlucky thing. The old man again replied, Maybe. Three days later, army officials came to conscribe the young men of the village into military service. Seeing the son's broken leg, he was the only youth not drafted. The villagers came once again. What a lucky thing. The old man just replied, maybe. So why did I just share that with you? Because mindfulness is more than just a 10-minute meditation or walking meditation or focusing on your breath. Mindfulness is more than the raisin exercise where you, you know, inspect a raisin and really look at all of it before consuming it. And then when you eat the raisin, it's like so much better than if you just plopped it in your mouth, right? Mindfulness is more than just a practice. It is a way of living. Bringing mindfulness to every aspect of your life looks like that farmer. Being non-judgmental. Being in the moment. 
In the first moment we look at, we see that his horse ran away. And instead of saying, that's terrible, I'm so upset, he just said, maybe it's lucky, you know, maybe it's unlucky, who knows. And then good came from it. And then bad came from that thing. But then good came from that thing. And that is the ebbs and flow of life. I believe that mindfulness is also about surrender. Surrendering to the unknown of the present moment while also viewing it with a lens of neutrality, non-resistance, non-judgment. And this is not something that's easy. This is a practice. It takes discipline to get here. However, once you do, it is something that will completely change your life. And so now I want to share a few benefits of mindfulness to really anchor this in. And I've split it up into sections. So the benefits of mindfulness for our bodies. Mindfulness boosts the immune system and improves our quality of sleep. The mind. Mindfulness increases positive emotions while decreasing negative emotions like stress and anxiety and overthinking. And mindfulness is used to treat depression and fight relapse. The brain. According to research, mindfulness increases the density of gray matter in our brains, which are the areas associated with learning, memory, emotion regulation, and empathy. Attention. Mindfulness helps us stay focused and improves our memory, attention, and decision-making. Empathy. Mindfulness makes us more compassionate, understanding of other people, and more willing to lend a helping hand. Relationships. Mindfulness increases satisfaction in relationships and the feeling of optimism and relaxation. It fosters greater bonds and it helps to improve the recovery of conflict. Self-esteem. Mindfulness strengthens our sense of self, makes us more secure and resilient to negative feedback, improves our body image, and makes us more in tune with our values. Rewiring the subconscious mind. Mindfulness helps reduce negative biases and thinking patterns and replace them with positive, healthier cognitions. And the list goes on and on. It also helps with a whole slew of offsets such as PTSD, OCD, anxiety, depression, body dysmorphia, ADHD. Again, the list goes on and on. To me, mindfulness is the foundation practice for any self-development work, for self-healing in any area, for any offset. And it is something that I teach my clients day one. And mindfulness has so many different facets. So usually I'll go with, you know, explaining the definition and introducing abdominal breathing first. I started equine-assisted counseling at a ranch, and it has been the most amazing, amazing experience of my entire life to help these people through mindfulness-based and nature-based interventions, and also through bonding with a horse. It's been so amazing and I've learned so much about the practice of mindfulness by teaching it to, you know, kids of all ages and kids of all offsets. And so that's why I'm making this episode because I'm realizing more and more the benefits of mindfulness, not just for yourself, but for the people around you. I've noticed that, you know, the kids' parents after the sessions, they're way more relaxed without even participating in the session, you know, when we approach the parent after session and we are in an energetic state of presence and mindfulness, it immediately rubs off on the parent. I see that, you know, their emotions and their body language has completely loosened in just, you know, witnessing 
our shift energetically. And so mindfulness is truly impactful for the entire collective. And as I just listed, it has so many benefits on yourself. But like the title of this episode suggests, how can mindfulness help you manifest? How can it help you co-create and align with your higher self? Well, with all of that said, let me share this key thing that I am learning. We create from the present moment, from a one-pointed stillness. When we bring our energy back from the past and back from the future and we realign it to the present moment, what we're doing is we're realigning with our inner strength and our power. Presence is a portal. The present moment is a portal to the power to connect with unified consciousness, to connect with our higher selves, and it opens up a doorway of direct communication to the universe. If you are thinking about what you're going to be eating for dinner later, you cannot connect. If you are worried about what's going to happen next, you cannot connect. If you are ruminating over past events, you cannot connect to this portal. Let's talk about what happens once you are connected. So let's say you've practiced mindfulness and you're able to be in a mindful state for longer periods of time now. Great. Now you're able to access this portal. What does that mean? What can you do with this? Well, let me tell you. When you have this portal open, it's very simple. All you need to do is be grateful for the moment. That is all. Your higher self knows what you want. The universe knows what you need. Your soul has contracted certain experiences. There's no guessing here, right? You think a thought and it can manifest. When you think a thought, your higher self is thinking that thought. The universe is hearing that thought. You don't need to try very hard with this. This portal is activated through being present. And you manifest through being grateful. Now, when you first hear this, you may be like, what? Come on, that's really it? And yes, I'm telling you that's really it. Because when we are in alignment, truly in alignment with our higher selves, when our vibration is truly maximized, when we can raise our frequency to the point where we are truly mindful and present in the moment and grateful for that moment regardless of what it is, we instantly attract to us everything that is in our highest good, right? So that is the magic. And right now in this moment, we may not know what is for us, right? What's the best thing for us? What really is our highest good? We may have an idea, right? So let's say we're trying to move to a different place. And so that's your current manifestation. It's the thing you're saving for, working for, putting, you know, images up on your dream board for, right? And you may think it's in Bali, right? So that may be the place that you're manifesting. Well, if you focus so hard on trying to manifest Bali, and Bali actually isn't the best thing for you, but it is Australia. Australia is the best place for you to live. Well, then what you're doing is you're actually causing a dissonance there with you and your higher self. Your higher self is like Australia and your present self is like Bali. And, you know, you're doing all the manifesting things, but you're not getting to Bali because it's just not meant for you. Or you could override the system and you could force your way there and get to Bali, but it's just kind of a disaster or not what you thought it was going to be. So by, you know, not attaching to any one thing, by being really 
present and non-judgmental, you are opening up infinite space for the universe to work its magic in the direction that is actually for you, whether you know that direction or not. So you can manifest your dreams by simply being present and opening that portal and activating that portal. That is it. That is your steps. Move no forward. That's all you need to know. However, caveat here is a lot of us tend to flicker in and out of mindfulness and spend, you know, less time in mindfulness than, you know, the past, the future, our worries, our cognitions, whatever. And so the practice here is to focus on practicing mindfulness so much so that you can increase the time in which you can stay in that state. So the more time in that state, the more you activate that portal, the higher your frequency is, and the more you attract effortlessly to you what is divine and right for you. And you can do this by practicing focusing on your breath, naming the emotions that you're feeling from moment to moment, really feeling into the sensations in your body. And there are so, so, so many mindfulness practices out there from the raisin exercise to guided meditations to breath work to walking meditations. I mean, you do a quick Google search and there are infinite ones. And this is a practice you can take with you anywhere. You know, you're online and instead of scrolling on your phone, you can just tap into your body. What am I feeling? You know, do a quick body scan. How am I feeling in my body? How am I feeling emotionally? Am I hungry? Am I tired? Do I want water? You know, recognizing all of these sensations is practicing mindfulness. And the more you do it throughout your day, throughout your week, throughout your months, the longer you'll be able to stay in this state of mindfulness. And, you know, obviously the goal is to be mindful 24-7. I'm not there yet. If you are, congratulations. I'm not sure if it's really reasonable to get there in this you know, existence right now as humans, but I'm open to debate. (laughs) The most important thing is to be gentle with yourself because what was one of those three aspects of mindfulness? It was non-judgment. So do not judge the self if you can't stay mindful for long. Do not judge the self if you find this practice difficult. Just try again, you know? And recognizing frustration, that is being mindful, right? So this can look very different for you. It can take on so many different forms. I think that a great place to start is mindful walking, mindful breathing, body scans, and mindfulness when it comes to eating. So really taking the meal and savoring it, slowing down every bite, looking at your fork before you put it to your mouth, focusing on how the food feels on your mouth, you know? Was that bite bigger or smaller than the previous one, right? How many times did you chew, like really breaking down the meal? And this is not feasible for every meal. I'm not saying you should always eat your meals like this, but it's a great practice because meals can, you know, take a long time. And so if it takes you 20 minutes to eat this breakfast, you know, for those 20 minutes, you're really mindful. And that is a really long time. And that can really strengthen these mental muscles. And yeah, that is mindfulness in a nutshell. And that is how you can use connecting to the present moment to open up that portal for co-creation. I hope from the bottom of my heart that this episode has inspired you in some way. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here, for listening, for being present with me as we talk about, you know, one of my favorite topics. I am sending as much light and love as I possibly can through this bike, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye!